Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. I'm the Chris, he's the Joe, this is the show. That f- was good. Thank you. My friend uh, was reading uh, some of the other shenanigans that were going on uh, this week, and the Arizona Republicans have advanced a bill that would allow people to legally kill someone accused of attempting to trespass or actively trespassing on their property. All right, that's the headline. And I th- that was, uh, by the way, from uh, Axios that I read that. And I thought, isn't that already the law? Can't we already shoot somebody that's uh, that's on our property? In fact, you know, we talked about the Scottsdale, uh, the the dinnertime burglars. Is that what they were called? The dinnertime burglaries? You thought maybe that was a euphemism for I something? It might be a slang for something, That's yeah. what the kids these days are saying, mm-hmm. right. So, but then I saw that uh, it, uh, Channel 12 had a story that was like, can I shoot them? Arizona law is blurry on what you can do to a home intruder. So there was a roundtable going out with the Scottsdale police. Because they had over a hundred of these dinnertime burglaries, um, most of them in Scottsdale area, right? So they say most questions to the, the the Scottsdale police went along the lines of, "Can I shoot them?" Legal experts say the answer isn't simple. Arizona law allows people to use deadly force to protect themselves only if they are physically threatened first. So, Joe, it sounds to me. That the bill that the Arizona uh, Republicans have advanced here sort of expands that notion of being able to defend your castle, so to speak. Yeah, it's the castle law, castle doctrine is what we've always traditionally thought of. When you first heard about this, yeah, the, the new bill, HB 2843, I think you said? Yeah. What went through your head? Uh, what went through my head initially was this seems like a sensational headline. When I first looked at it, I honestly had that thought go through my head of like, am I on a real news site right now? Or did I stumble into, you know, like the onion or Babylon B or something, right? Exactly. Like, did I somehow get fished here where like, I'm not reading a real news story because this to me is nuts. The headline that Joe's talking about, Arizona GOP advances bill legalizing killing undocumented migrants on suspicion of trespassing. And just in that, if we were to parse that out, there's a lot to digest. So the bill would legalize killing someone who's undocumented on suspicion of trespassing. And like you said, they're trying to close loopholes. And the reality is, is it's not just migrants. But that's the loophole that they're trying to deal with here of, hey, if you're down on the southern border Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you have a ranch and if somebody enters your property, well, by goodness, that's your castle. Your your castle is not just your home. It's all of your property, Chris. Arizona law, according to Axios, Arizona law already allows the use of deadly force against home intruders if deemed necessary for protection. Home intruder. This bill would expand the existing doctrine from a home intrusion to a home or property intrusion. Uh-huh. And hmm. I mean, my house sits on, I mean, you've, you've been to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a palatial mm-hmm. estate. I was going to use the same phrase. It's not the chateau like you live mm-hmm. in, but it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful abode. But you can see the wall from mm-hmm. my front yard to my backyard. It's maybe what? 
a couple hundred feet max. It, yeah, not probably not even that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my attitude is always, if somebody just st- sets foot on my property, I can't shoot them. Why would I want to shoot them? Is that inherently a threat? Like, what? My attitude goes to, why do I want to deal with that? If if somebody breaks into my house, then yes, I am more afraid of, whoa, what's going on here? Nobody would mistakenly smash the window and enter my property. Let me ex- let me give you another headline here. Similar story. Arizona Mirror ran, ran this one. GOP bill would make it easier for Arizona ranchers to shoot and kill border crossers on their property. Doing so now is considered murder. But the proposed expansion of the Castle Doctrine would expand when doing so is legal. All right. Justin Heap is a Republican from Mesa, told the House Judiciary Committee on Valentine's Day. It's got to be hard that this House bill is designed to close a loophole that he claims has led to increasingly larger numbers of migrants or human traffickers moving across farm and ranch land. The bill comes as an Arizona rancher awaits trial. You may have heard you may have heard of uh, this guy, George Kelly. Mm -hmm. He was arrested and charged with second degree murder and aggravated assault. He killed a 48 year old uh, gentleman after. Uh, the farmer shot at a group of unarmed migrants who were walking through his 170-acre ranch outside of Nogales. little different from your typical house here in the valley and a 170-acre ranch. True. Under the provision of Heap's proposed bill, the 73-year-old could have been justified for killing any of the migrants. Because they were on his property. See, this is where I'm having a little bit of issue because I feel like... If if Heap is trying to close a loophole that uh, would somehow would somehow say, well, it's murder if you kill someone on your property. I don't think it is if you feel like you are in imminent danger. That's sort of a stand your ground situation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't want there to be confusion because I'm sure someone is screaming at their radio right now and they're saying, wait a minute, Joe, it's a whole lot different. Like. If you're in your house and somebody breaks in yeah. and you shoot them, right? I mean, you you feel like you're in my abode that is, by definition, a threat to me. Right. So. But I can tell you this, too. I'm not going to, like, jump on my camera right now to my house. Yeah. And let's just say by some off chance I see somebody breaking in. Yeah. I'm not going to hightail it out of the studio, drive home, and shoot them because they're <laughs> in my house. If they're in your backyard, are they an inherent threat? You're in your house. Are they an inherent lethal threat? Are you personally threatened by them simply being in your backyard? Well, no, because my door is locked and they're not going to have easy access to the house. But if they break glass or start pounding on the door. Well, now they're coming in and that's a threat. You're dang right. I'm calling 911 and I'm arming myself with something deadly. My concern here is that Heap is basically saying that someone being on the property in any way, shape or form poses an imminent danger. And I just don't see that. If you are in your backyard and someone comes onto your property, and again, your backyard is not very big, right? I mean, you have just a normal, uh, you know, what are you? 1,500 yeah, square feet in, in my backyard. In Paradise Valley estate there. Right. Um, yeah, 1,500 square feet backyard. Like, if somebody's there, you probably are going to have a pretty good idea of whether or not they're, they're a threat right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if, if you have a seven, 170 acre ranch, they're farther away, a lot farther, which would make it harder to identify if they're a threat, but also harder for them to be a threat. Fair. Yes. At that point, couldn't you call authorities and say there's somebody on my land? 
Well, is the argument, though, that unlike here in the Valley, the authorities are further away, would take a lot longer to get there, too. The argument may, be, may even be, I've called before, nobody does anything about it. In committee, uh, local representative Alex Culloden from Scottsdale saying his praises for the bill, saying this is a great Second Amendment bill that is also protecting the rights of the accused to make sure we are taking ambiguity out of the law. It got out of committee 5-3-1. Every Democrat on the panel voted against it. I feel like it adds more ambiguity. Well, yeah, let's just put because ourselves in again, that situation. Again, now we're saying 170 acres. And what? I get to start being my own little personal sniper every time I see somebody on my land and the legislature says, but that's okay because they might be here illegally. There's where I have an issue. Unlikely, but plausible scenario. What if I'm down on the border taking a tour and my car breaks down Mm -hmm. and I am walking for help and I don't really know where I am. Let's say my phone has even died Mm -hmm. and I walk onto somebody's property. Are they allowed to shoot me? According to this bill, yes. Right. How do I prove that I'm not an intruder? Uh, well, they're going to ask questions after they shoot you. Yeah, from a hundred plus ask questions acres later. away. Correct. How do you know somebody is or is not an intruder? So what's the why? Why would representatives support something that is so obviously unlawful? It's going to be struck down by the courts. It won't even make it to the courts because Hobbs isn't going to sign this thing. It's immoral. It's cruel. We'll tell you the why next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. All right, Chris Merrill, Joe Izinga, KTAR News. Uh, Headline, Arizona Mirror. GOP bill would make it easier for Arizona ranchers to shoot and kill border crossers on their property. That headline feels a bit sensational to me. Uh, Headline Axios, Arizona GOP advances bill legalizing killing undocumented migrants on suspicion of trespassing. Again, it does. And we're zeroing in on that aspect of this bill because it's the impetus for the bill in the first place. Representative Heap says, uh, Justin Heap from Mesa says, this is an expansion of the Castle Doctrine. Of course, the catalyst is illegal immigration is getting out of hand, and we've got to do something about that. What effectively it does is opens up hunting season on anyone who's on land where you could say, I thought they were crossing the border illegally, especially the ranches on the border. Anywhere, here in the valley, down on the border, I mean, it's a statewide law. I could say, I thought that that person might have been illegal and they were on my property. Yeah, don't kid yourself. It will be used. You've got an acre plus of land around the valley. That's not a ton of people out there. But if you've got any amount of land, this would certainly apply to you as well. Or, hey, somebody's in your backyard. There you go. Like you and I were just talking about. You don't know who they are, but you hear a noise. You go out in the middle of the night. I better shoot first and ask questions later. Hey, you feel threatened? How was I to know that they weren't here illegally? Is it different if someone is not here illegally? Is it still murder then? Yeah. See, there's a lot of questions. And as far as our one representative saying, well, this clears up all the ambiguity, it adds layers of ambiguity. And I think we have to be cautious with that. So what's the why? Why are politicians willing to pass a bill that seems daft because the border is a mess and because they know there's no way governor hobbs will let this through but they want to draw attention to what's going on at the border and and the gop wants to say it's a mess and by the way they're right so is your why that this is all an attention grabbing thing i think it's an attention grabber and it's something that they know 
will get the public's attention. They will be able to say, hey, we have problems down at the border. And again, they know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Katie Hobbs is never going to allow this to go through. And that they can scream and yell and kick and try to do something Do you think that this bill would have been approved out of committee had it been a... uh, Like if Governor Ducey was governor? I don't don't even know if they would have... Like, Ducey was a pretty moderate... Republican, right? I mean, he's a kind of a business-oriented Republican. Yeah, I think he was a conservative guy, but... Yeah, yeah. But let's suppose Carrie Lake is the governor. Okay. This bill hits Carrie Lake's desk. She signs it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting... Would, this, would they have even given Carrie Lake the chance to sign this bill? Would the GOP have? Would the GOP have? I don't think so. See, I think I think there's a part of this that is... We are going to make Katie Hobbs sign a bill so that we can say she's not tough on the border. Or we're going to make her veto the bill so we can say she's not tough on the border. And even worse, potentially, let let me play your game here. Are you saying that they then want to say, see, she is in favor of people crossing and she wants this to keep happening? Oh, they will definitely say pro-illegal immigration Katie Hobbs. Mm -hmm. Definitely will say that. I mean, we've seen that before. I mean, how many many times have you heard that everything that has to do with the border is the Biden border crisis? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all part of the political game, right? But do you think it goes further than that? I do. I do. And so I think there's a risk. I think there's a big risk. And if we if we're going to explore the why, we have to admit that if you're coming off as a hero of viciousness, there's political risk with that. And why would you take that risk? It's probably safer right now. We're in such a sort of a my way or the highway type world. I feel like we're in a very alpha versus beta. I'm tough and and I can do anything I want in the name of toughness. The temperature in the room I like to think is about as hot as it's going to get politically. I'm glad you brought that up because I have notes in here about the temperature in the room. And I'll get to that in a moment. Imagine that your neighbor were to come to you and then ask you to help them hunt people. Right? I'd be stunned. Hunting people is... It's crazy stuff that we think of in sci-fi shows, right? That's that's uh, uh, what's the the uh, Jennifer Lawrence movies? You know what I'm talking Hunger about? Games? Hunger Games, right? Love and them. There's gladiator stuff. Like, let's go watch people die today. Like, Killing that's people not, for sport. That's not what civilized societies do. And so nobody's really going to be okay with legislation that would legalize human hunting. You do bring up another big piece of ambiguity, though. Go on. What if you're on my property and you're just hanging out and staying with me? Are you allowed to kill somebody if you feel threatened or just me, the homeowner? Oh, boy, that's a good question. There, more ambiguity. 170-acre ranch. You and I both happen to be there. We're guests of someone. Yeah. Hey, I had that happen to me. I was uh, hunting with a friend of mine when I was a teenager. We were on his grandfather's land, and his grandfather had 80 acres or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was opening day of deer season. And again, we're teenagers, so I think we were, I think we were like 18, 19 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're walking around, we see these two guys who are also carrying long rifles that are walking. Presumably hunters. Yeah, they were hunters. They were wearing orange and everything else. Mm-hmm. And they're walking by. And we, so we had, like, they started coming at us, coming toward us. And like, both of us are getting nervous. And I go, who are these guys? He says, I have no idea. And they started coming at us. And they said, what are you doing here? And we go, we were going to ask you the same thing. And uh, and they said, we're hunting. We said, on whose authority? Again, I'm with my buddy. Yeah, and it's my buddy's grandfather's, grandfather's land. And they go, oh, lot. well, we know Dave or whatever the guy's name, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, 
Oh, you do? Because it's my grandfather, and he didn't mention that there would be people here. Oh, oh well, well, I mean, he just told us, like, if any time that we wanted to, we could. Okay, hmm. well, should we just call him? That's all right. You guys you guys just take, we'll, we'll just find another place. It's good. You guys are good. And so, they saw themselves out. And they took off. But here you had a situation where we honestly felt threatened. Two guys with firearms walking at us and then asking what we were doing there. We had every authority to be there. Should I have shot them? No. I think a lot of this comes down to, I mean, think of a time that you saw red, right? Could be frustration with a loved one. Maybe somebody cut you off in traffic. Maybe there's an internet troll, whatever it is. It's a time that you felt like I'm in the right, but I don't have any control over the situation. And I think that's the feeling that people get when it comes to the border issue. And that emotion, it shuts down logic. It shuts down ethics. The same people who will go to church and talk about the Ten Commandments are the same ones who will go out and say, I'm going to kill them because they're crossing my land. They're not bad people. It's just that they're seeing red. They feel like they have no control. They're frustrated that the border crossings are happening and nobody's doing anything about it. And it's easy to dehumanize immigrants and then kill them indiscriminately because we don't look at them as people. We look at them as vermin, quite frankly. If politicians recognize that that's going on, though, is it wrong of them to play on that emotion? Yes. And I say shame on them for, as you put it, Joe, raising the temperature in the room. They need to find civilized solutions because legalizing murder right now, it's a murder charge. And they're saying, no, no, we need to clarify and legalize that. No, 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 no. Never in the history of world has legalizing murdering groups of people you don't like worked out very well. Bring the temperature down. Let's not amplify the rhetoric for political gain. So why? Why are we at that point where people are so triggered that they're willing to kill people off like some two-dimensional character in a low-budget grindhouse double feature? That was too smart for me to have come up with. I did write that little phrase down, by the way. (laughs) And I think a lot of this has to do with kind of this pathetic manner that we've approached immigration reform. And a lot of this, I do think, falls on the federal government, whether you want to blame this administration, the last one, or the last How about all 10 of them. of them. Right. There is plenty of blame to go around. Unfortunately, the emotion, the temperature in the room is getting so high that we're considering the unthinkable as some sort of a tenable solution. So we'll open the phone, 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. You feel like this legislation helps encourage urgency, around the immigration challenges, or do you think it just makes Arizona look nutty? It's like a license to kill in Arizona, and I'm I'm afraid of the way that we're perceived on the outside. Does it do more help to encourage immigration reform, or does it do more hurt for Arizona? Your thoughts, 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. And I want to dive a little bit into the state versus the federal responsibilities as more states are trying to take it on their, themselves. They feel the feds aren't doing enough. That's next. Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Chris Merrill, Joe Izinga, KTAR News. We, we talk about this new law that got out of committee. It's not going to pass the governor's desk. She's never going to sign this into effect. But they say it's to expand 
uh, the Castle Doctrine and remove ambiguity if you go shooting random people on your southern Arizona ranch, basically. Headline, Arizona GOP advances bill legalizing killing undocumented migrants on suspicion of trespassing. Uh, State Representative Justin Heap said the bill is intended to close a loophole by which migrants have moved within the U.S. That loophole, I suppose, is that they could walk and not be shot. Is that correct, Joe? Is that the loophole we're closing? Like I guess. You could walk in the United States and not be shot at. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, Joe. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to shoot at other people trespassing? Just generally speaking? Not to my knowledge. That's a loophole we got to close. I think it's fair to say. Hmm. going to end that right now. I'm always curious about state legislatures trying to take immigration law into their own hands. And I think this is a way to try to do that. Remember, we had that bill that was proposed that would have um, made illegal immigration a state crime. They were calling it SB 1070 2.0. First of all, can we stop calling things SB 1072.0? I've seen at least a couple in in the last few months that are SB 1072.0. They had the E-Verify bill that was announced last week or early this week that was... If you don't like it now and it concerns immigration and it's it's anything that will crack down on what's going on, it's SB 1072.0. Stop that. Stop that. Both sides play this silliness. Please stop that. But then I was doing some work in in Texas last year because, you know, you and I hadn't started our show yet. And, Mm -hmm. of course, immigration is a big deal there, too. In fact, uh, the last two presidents uh, are in Texas as we speak. There's a federal judge there that has now put a stop on one of the laws that Texas enacted that made illegal immigration a violation, made it a crime in the state of Texas. Now, the reason they're calling that the SB 1070 is, once again, then if you've got local uh, officers enforcing immigration law, then they have to see your documentation, that sort of thing. So, remember, we called the SB 1070. Show me your papers. Correct. So, that's that's where that is. Now, we've got a federal judge that says, it's not your jurisdiction. But you then the, the states always sit there and go, but the feds aren't doing anything about it. Which I think is kind of a fair argument. And then when the feds do propose legislation, like we saw a week ago, two weeks ago, they go, well, we're not going to sign that. Okay, so now you're still not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So whether it was enough or not enough, it's just nothing now. It's nothing. But I got to believe that the idea of passing a law in Arizona that says you can shoot people who you think might be illegal if they're on your land doesn't reflect well on the state does not look good to me. No. Uh, let's uh, start in Scottsdale where Carmen is. Carmen, you give us a ring here. And uh, what do you think? Is this just drawing positive attention to the immigration crisis or does it ultimately make us look like goobers? Well, I think it makes it look, look like goobers. At what point do we draw the line? We have a lot of homeless people that wander everywhere. Are they going to be allowed to be shot at and then ask questions on whether they're legal or not? I mean, where where does the line stop? That's that a good see? question. It is. And not just, yeah, you, you mentioned homeless, but what if it's, uh, you know, what if it's a kid who is, uh, even if they're doing something we don't like, let's say that a kid broke into your car, right? And then they start right. jumping fences and they start running through neighbor's lawns. Listen, I've had my car broken into. I've had my stuff stolen out of my car. I don't like it. I don't want the kid shot in the neighbor's yard, right? Absolutely. I don't feel right. like that fits the crime. Yeah, I'm with you. It is a, a little bit of a concern. Joe, is that slippery slope, though? I mean, is that 
Is that a slippery slope argument that she's making or is that reasonable? No. And I think, again, under the proposed legislation, it's not just migrants. It could be homeless people. It could really be anybody. There was a kid a few months ago. It's funny that you and Carmen reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. My roommate my roommate came to the door and he said to me, he's like, yeah, there's this, this kid who's like walking around on my driveway yeah. and he wants to come in and use the bathroom. And... I asked him, I was like, do you have any idea who he is? He's like, no. I told him, I was like, then no, we're not going to let him in. I'm sure you're going to make me out to be a soulless monster here. No. But at the end of the day, my attitude was like, I don't know who that is. Um, There's all kinds of convenience stores that are less than a block away. exactly. Why do you want to use the bathroom at my house? You don't know me. I assume you don't have any great intent. Like, he just... Gave off an air of didn't seem like he was up to any good, but my vibe was not, I should go outside and shoot him. He's on my driveway. <laughs> I would have done the same thing because that's weird. Like an yeah. emergency is one thing, but I got to go to the bathroom and just happen to pick your house. Yeah. No, no, it, it is weird. That's weird. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. Hard no. Uh, Hunter, uh, where do you stand on this, Hunter? Are we feeling like the you can shoot him if you think they might be on your land illegally? Is that uh, it, it, does that draw attention to the immigration issue, or does it just make us look foolish? I think it's completely wackadoodle, yeah. um, and it, I, uh, I I just don't think that there's a lot of things being addressed. Not only the innocent people that are going to be shot and killed, whether it be children, mothers, fathers, but what about the person who does the shooting? They got to live with that for the rest of their life, knowing that they killed somebody, a father, a mother, a child, because they were on their land. Now, granted, these people all carry guns for the most part who, who live on farmland, and most of them hunt, but they're hunting for food, not to kill human beings. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to be wired to deal with that. Once they do something that atrocious. You make a great point, ironically, from a guy named Hunter. That's true. And I think that the, many of them have firearms because it's it's a tool. It's necessary. It's, it's part of what you have on a ranch. You come across an injured animal, you have to deal with that, right? It happens. You may be attacked by an animal. You, you deal with it. It happens, right? And you may have somebody who violent who is violent on your property and you want to defend yourself. No problem there. But like the example is given is a guy with a 170 acre ranch that shot an unarmed migrant because he was walking across the ranch. I just don't see what the damage was that that made you feel so threatened. Just seems really strange to me. All right. Well, Arizona works to deal with the border. National politicians, of course, are capitalizing on photo ops to make voters believe that they really care. You're going to find out why Arizonans are starting to feel left out. That's next. The Chris and Joe show KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Chris Merrill, Joe Izinga, President Biden not on the show, but he is talking with people in Brownsville, Texas as we speak. Former President Donald Trump is in Eagle Pass. Jim Ryan is in Brownsville right now, our ABC News reporter. And uh, Jim, there you are. You're, you're listening to the, the president speaking, and we want to make sure you have every opportunity to hear what he has to say. Any surprises thus far? Well, not really. He actually began by talking about the wildfire situation that's happening up in the Panhandle, about 800 miles from here, uh, talking about the help that he intends to send to that area. You know, as you know, we've had a million acre wildfire burn there, the worst in the state's history ever. 
So, yeah, he talked about that, first of all, and then has moved now into some comments about immigration and talking about the situation here along the border and acknowledging that Border Patrol agents and and, uh, folks, local officials, need extra help. Uh, he said that the that the bipartisan immigration bill that was uh, that went down to defeat here a couple of weeks ago would have provided a lot of that help, but uh, were it not for his uh, Republican opponents, he says it, it uh, would have uh, succeeded. Any indication, Jim, that President Biden will take any sort of executive action or try to do anything on his own here? That's a good question. Will it, will there be executive action? It's hard to say, and I don't think that, that he's going to announce that today. He could, I suppose. That may be part of the reason for this visit uh, today. But, uh, they, you know, it would be, it'd be tough to imagine what that might be, what, uh, what sort of restrictions he could place on uh, immigration as a country or what sort of funding could be provided to the Customs and Border Protection. Don't know, but uh, it, it would be interesting to see what, what solid thing comes out of this whole visit. Jim Ryan, our ABC News correspondent, is in Brownsville, where President Biden is speaking. Former President Trump and Eagle Pass. And uh, Joe, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Jim, how far from Brownsville is Eagle Pass? And is it a coincidence that they're both at the border on the same day? Uh, Doubtful. This being an election year, I don't think there are many coincidences. Uh, Donald Trump planned his trip. Uh, several weeks ago, uh, Joe Biden, uh, the president here a couple of days ago, said that he was coming to the border. Texas, as you know, is a big place. So I'm sitting here in Brownsville, Texas, on the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, where Donald Trump is, is about 325 miles up the river from here, up the Rio Grande. It's another 500 miles or so to El Paso. Uh, the the entire border here, the Texas-Mexico border, is about 1,200 miles long. So there are vast expenses. And and by the way, it's a good point because there, there are two different situations. Here in Brownsville, this is a larger community than Eagle Pass. It has a, a deeper infrastructure to handle the, the immigration situation. And so the numbers of people coming across illegally have actually been declining here in the last few months. And I think that uh, President Biden wants to highlight that. While at the same time, up in Eagle Pass, the situation is still quite bad. It's Eagle Pass is kind of the poster child for uh, undocumented, uh, uh, you know, illegal immigration into the country. So that's why Donald Trump chose it. Biden wants to say maybe the problem isn't as bad as we thought it was. Trump wants to say it's probably worse than we thought it was. ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan joins us. He's in Brownsville, where President Biden is making some remarks on immigration right now. Jim mentions that uh, President Trump is going, former President Trump is going to be in Eagle Pass making some remarks there as well. Jim, you mentioned it's an election year. Chris and I are here in Phoenix, Arizona. Why aren't we seeing either the former president or the current president here in Arizona on the border as opposed to a state like Texas that is traditionally more of a red state, whereas Arizona's kind of looked at as purple these days? Yeah, that's a great point. I think you're, you're, you may be onto something there. Uh, and in fact, I think a lot of the, um, the illegal immigration that we're seeing here in Texas has shifted west toward Arizona and toward California. Suddenly, California has a big problem on its hands. So, you know, I think that that's a great question. Why come to Texas? Texas is going to go for Donald Trump in in November. Uh, why not go to Arizona? I can't answer that because 
I think that sounds like a pretty good idea for both candidates. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim Ryan, our ABC News correspondent. Jim, I was just thinking of uh, context on the distances between these two places. You said they're about 325 miles apart. The total width of Arizona is 335 miles. So, I <laughs> it's mean, some distance. They're just about a, a Yuma to New Mexico distance away from one another is what they are. So that's, uh, yeah. that's incredible. It's, they won't be literally dueling. If you want to drive from tip to tip from El Paso to Shreveport, uh, you better bring a pillow and a lunch because it's going to take a while. <laughs> it sure will. All right, Jim Ryan, our ABC News correspondent, live from Brownsville, Texas, where uh, uh, President Biden is being. Jim, always great to hear from you. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks. Uh, Joe, you asked the, the million-dollar question. Why not Arizona? And I, I don't expect Jim to have heard an answer. I'm curious <laughs> if a reporter does bring it up to President Biden or, or former President Trump. Yeah. I would love to know from either one of them. Hey, why not Arizona? That is a battleground state. That's a great point. I, I think I understand why Trump would go to Eagle Pass. Like, that's his people. That's his rally. Like, going to get a lot of support there, right? But then Biden goes to Browns, and Brownsville is a little more Democratic, a little bluer. Arizona's than, than up for grabs, though. Yeah. Trump has Texas in the bag. Biden knows he's not going to win there. Biden has California in the bag, probably New Mexico. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go to Arizona? Tucson, it, Tucson sector number one right now, total hotspot. Obviously, we know everything that went on in Lukeville, too. Yeah. Lots of opportunities here in Arizona. Lots of people who are saying, Douglas or Nogales or Yuma or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's a really great point. If you want to win votes, what are you doing, guys? It's a really great point. This is why I, I love having you as my partner, my friend. Listen, we're struggling to process why the Gilbert goons behave the way that they do. Maybe a good time to explore ways to prevent the next gang before it forms. We'll discuss next. The Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.